A wise counselor told me years ago, she said, your children will only be, while they're living in your house, they'll only be as healthy as you are. Mm -hmm. Spiritually healthy, mentally healthy, relationally healthy. And she said, I know you're putting everything into your kids, but you've got to invest in yourself too. If you can't do it for you, you've got to do it for your kids. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends, we are excited about having a friend and guest with us this week, Allie Worthington. We have known each other, I think, about 15 years now, Allie, which is a long time, back from the early blogging days. And you are up to so much these days. You're a fellow podcaster. You have written multiple books. You're a speaker, a business and life coach, and you have a new release, Remaining You While Raising Them. The Secret Art of Confident Motherhood. So, Allie, we are so happy to have you with us today. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. This is going to be so fun. Mm-hmm. You know, Allie, as I dived into your book, and I've already showed it to you, our listeners can't see this, but I have sticky notes everywhere in this book. Mm-hmm. You started with something. You said, we start motherhood overwhelmed. And that just captured my attention. So can we start there? Yes. Who did you write this book for? And Why do we start motherhood overwhelmed? I wrote this book for the young mom who is facing motherhood in a kind of broken social media culture right now, which is very, very difficult, but also for the moms of older kids, whether they are in middle school or high school or grown kids who wake up one day and go, who am I Mm -hmm. in the midst of raising these kids and how do I make sure that I'm investing in myself and I'm as kind of emotionally healthy as I can be. And it's really a journey for the younger moms to develop a countercultural vision of motherhood to retain Mm. their sanity uh, as they raise kids. But for moms whose kids are a little bit older and we tend to not even think about motherhood, we tend to not think about ourselves as mothers to make sure we're holding on to ourselves and, and we're living life to the fullest. And I think we start out overwhelmed by not only the the nervousness that we have, um, knowing that we are about to become a mother or for young moms, we're not only overwhelmed by what's going on inside of us, we're overwhelmed by all the messaging we receive, the yeah. pressure. And, you know, now, 2023, not only do we have the pressure that moms have always had, but on top of it, we are visually inundated with pictures of perfection of moms who who are putting forth an image that they're getting it right. Like they're growing organic wheat in the backyard (laughs) sandwiches at lunch and all their kids are dressed in white clothes and their dog is smiling in the photos. (laughs) Though we know it's not real. It, it makes every woman to some level go, man, I just, I am terrible. I don't get this at all. Even though again, Consciously, we know that all the imagery we're seeing isn't real and it's staged and all of those things. It still does a number to our brains. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you did a survey. You have your own wisdom that you share in this book, but you also ask a lot of women some great questions. 
And one statistic I thought was fascinating was 95% of moms experience mom guilt. So can you tell us more about that survey and some of your favorite findings from it? Yes. I love talking about the survey. It was pages and pages long of survey. So it took about 15 to 30 minutes for each woman to go through this. So it was super in-depth. Here's the most shocking things. The number one individual unique cause of mom guilt for moms across the board, over a thousand women, it wasn't themselves. It wasn't their spouse. It wasn't their mother-in-law. It was social media. Wow. So women are just living their lives, opening their phone Mm -hmm. and feel like they're doing okay. And then what do you see? You see that picture of perfection and you look over and your dog is just thrown up on the carpet and you go, well, this is terrible, right? Mm -hmm. That one wonderful thing in our hand, our smartphone, the thing that has allowed us to build businesses and get information and really done great things for the world, the social media aspect of it is destroying women's confidence day by day by day. That was shocking. Then the other thing I was surprised about, I wanted to find out what motherhood books people were reading. Like, does this book need to be in the world? You know, what's Mm -hmm. going on there? Almost all the moms couldn't name a book about motherhood. They Mm. gave me parenting names, which again is an issue because we're ignoring ourselves, putting everything into kids, Mm. and we wonder why we're not doing well. But with the parenting books, a lot of the parenting books, they would give me the name of parenting books, a lot of the same parenting books I read when my kids were little. And they would say things like, I stopped halfway through because it made me feel terrible Mm -hmm. or it was so triggering. Or I wish I had never read this because it made me feel like a failure as a mom. Mm -hmm. And it was that with the survey, I went, oh, I'm about to write this book. (laughs) (laughs) Because the very resources women are searching for to try to get help with things, which tends to be online and in books, are just making women feel worse. That's a huge problem. We have enough to make us feel bad. We don't need our resources to make us feel bad, too. Yeah. You told a story that I really loved, and you said that. There was going to be somebody move in next door to you. So you sent your five boys out into the backyard and you said, be you like, just, just go. So whether that was naked or screaming or wrestling or whatever, the boys just had a heyday. And what your goal was to say to this neighbor who was potentially looking at this house, this is what you're going to get. (laughs) So, And that neighbor ended up moving in. And you approached that neighbor. I want you to finish that story, if you would. Oh, bless. Yes. So (laughs) my policy is anyone that toured the house, they deserved a warning because I'm not a monster. (laughs) (laughs) If you're moving next to a house with five sons, right? (gasps) So she moves in. She's a wonderful pastor, pastor's wife, very patient, very loving. And I walked down my back steps. She walked down her back steps. We were meeting in the yard. There's no fences. And I said, I didn't scare you off. And she said, no, honey, I raised to myself. And then she stops talking and she looks behind me. And she gets this big grin. And at that point, I hear my youngest, who is just about two years old, and I hear him go, hello. And I turn around. He's walking down these brick steps off of our porch, wearing bright blue Crocs and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned around and I said, I did warn you. And she said, I, nothing I haven't seen before. You're all- <laughs> uh, one of my friends, when I had my first son like 24 years ago, she used to say all the time, there's no pride in parenting. Mm. And, you know, it, if 
any sort of pride we're going to have, we'll work it out because our kids will humble you. And I, that <laughs> that quote came to mind. There's no pride in parenting. Just yeah. very careful, hand on a little rail, going down the stairs, greeting our neighbor, naked as the day is long. <laughs> <laughs> Best story ever. Mm-hmm. And the Crocs. I mean, like that just gave the extra wow factor, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he was he was careful on the stairs, didn't want to stub a toe, but didn't think about it. But I think that story, you know, that is something a mom can identify with. Mm-hmm. Is that okay, that's real. That's that's real parenting. There was embarrassment, there was pride, there was authenticity. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the things that come with being being a mom, but also with being human. You were human there. Yeah. And I love the acceptance that the, your neighbor gave you is like, you know, this is not new to me, you know, (laughs) and that she probably really, you know, had that huge grin on her face because that was, she was like, I can't wait to go home and tell my husband about this because it's just, (laughs) kids are wonderful and crazy and they're all those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I think Once we all start having these conversations of here's real life motherhood, Mm -hmm. we don't have to hold ourselves to these impossible standards. We don't have to get sucked in by the mom guilt that gets triggered by social media. But women come together doing what you're doing and Mm -hmm. in homes and in book clubs coming together, having these conversations. It will break off a lot of that mom guilt and the shame that so many women carry because what I've learned, especially from the survey and talking to so many people about the book is most women are feeling the exact same way. We're just not talking about it. But once we start talking about it, something powerful happens because we look at each other and go, oh, you too? And then we're not alone in it because loneliness and motherhood is a killer. Yeah. Yeah. So you talk a lot about being an emotionally healthy mom, which is sort of the opposite of that shame and the guilt and comparison. So can you lead us into that? What does it mean and how do women start to take steps toward being an emotionally healthy mom? Well, the way I think about it, I think of emotional health as a combination of our mental health, our spiritual health, and our relational health, our you know, our relationships with other people. And the healthier we are, the natural overflow of that is going to be healthier, happier children. Mm-hmm. You cannot live in a household with a parent who is miserable and every day just kind of leaking misery and have kids that are feeling great and happy and well-adjusted out in the world. But what we tend to do is we put everything into raising our kids and we leave ourselves kind of shriveling on the vine. And then we wonder, why am I so burnt out? Why am I miserable? You know, because we have spent years and years and years ignoring ourselves. A wise counselor told me years ago, she said, your children will only be, while they're living in your house, they'll only be as healthy as you are. Mm spiritually healthy, mentally healthy, relationally healthy. And she said, I know you're putting everything into your kids, but you've got to invest in yourself too. If you can't do it for you, you've got to do it for your kids. Mm -hmm. And at the time, of course, it triggered a ton of guilt. Like, well, have I thought I've been doing so much already. Now I got to do more. Now I got to do more for me. But it's not about doing more because what I learned through the years is we can literally do a lot less as moms and do an even better job for our kids that being a great mom is less about what we do and more about just who we are. Mm -hmm. And that for me changed my trajectory of motherhood and how much I enjoyed it. And 
you know, I, I wanted to wait until now I have three of my boys who are adults and doing great. You know, I didn't want to be one of those people who wrote about motherhood or parenting with uh, kids under five. Because a, <laughs> yeah. a lot of crazy stuff happens, right? <laughs> um, but it's not, this isn't a project that's going to say, do these 10 things to raise great kids. Because the way we raise each child is individual based yeah. on their needs. This is, this is, here's how we take care of ourselves. And again, the natural overflow of that is a household that's a lot happier and healthier. Yeah. Ellie, I had an aha moment and my children are all grown. I'm a grandma of six. And so, (laughs) thank you. It's a lot of fun. It's joyful tsunami. Um, So, but as I was reading, um, I I wrote this down and it said, not everything kids do is a reflection of their moms. And honestly, I had stopped for a minute. Not everything kids do is a reflection of their moms. And I had to acknowledge to myself that even as a, a mom of grown kids, I look back and say, did I do something here? Did I do something there that impacted my kids in this way? And they're amazing humans, but still yet it's something I've wrestled with and I released it. Like I totally, it was an aha. So if you wrote it for anybody, you wrote it for me. And I just, I released that pressure that was not mine to bear. So can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that makes me happy. I I really hope that in the next few years, tens of thousands of women have that same experience, yeah. whether we have a one-year-old or a 50-year-old child. Yeah. One of the things that happened to me, one of my kids did something especially terrible, and I was sure he was headed for a lifetime of prison. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and a neighbor in a little town in Rhode Island where we were living, we talked, and she said, you do things wrong. I do things wrong. Does it mean that God is a terrible father (laughs) because we make mistakes? And I said, well, no, of course not. It's because we have free will and we're we're making our own decisions. And she said, see, you can't play God in your kid's life. Yeah. Your kids are, are who they are and they're influenced by genes and their friends and the environment so much more than just you. Yeah. And that was amazing revelation. It was also a little disappointing because I couldn't control everything. Right? <laughs> that's, that's real. <laughs> but it was such a relief to me to know I don't control everything. Not every decision I make is that important. Yeah. That motherhood isn't defined in just a few key moments. That motherhood is made up of millions yes. of little moments. and. There are things that are going to happen that are amazing. There are things that are going to happen that break our hearts. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it doesn't have anything to do with us. Yeah. And Mm. and I think not only did I release that pressure in that moment, a pressure I didn't even know I was carrying, by the way. But I think that that's a pressure we can put on our kids, too, is that you're totally defined by my mistakes or my successes. And that's that's not true. So the pressure goes both ways. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a brilliant insight. Thank you. 
Thank yeah. you. I, I have moments, Allie. <laughs> they're, they're few and far between, but that was one and, and brought about by you. So thank you for that. <laughs> I just love your softness and wisdom. So I think that this conversation is going to help so many people. And there was many moments like while just listening to you, I was like threw my head back because it was such a moment that I I just I can't wait for everybody to get their hands on this. But I hope all of our listeners kind of pause and write some things down that you said, because I know that that's what I'm going to do today because it was just so good. So thank you for writing a book for us, you know, for the moms that are trying too hard because we're tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's my promise. You will not feel worse after reading this book. No. Uh, unlike, unlike <laughs> you, will, you will feel better. You'll be encouraged and you'll have some great tools to take care of yourself and yeah. to release that guilt and that pressure that so many of us are carrying around every day. Yeah. So well, we want to send them your way. So t- tell us how we can find the book, how we can find you, and how we can go deeper on this topic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. My website is AllieWorthington.com. I have a fun quiz on there that's helping women find their superpower and kind of lean into that. And then Remaining You While Raising Them is everywhere you buy books, Amazon, and anywhere you want to get it. And um, when women get it, there's lots of free resources, extra resources like a book club guide, a discussion guide, because like I mentioned before, the real power in this is getting women together and talking about this and having conversations. That's how we change this for, for ourselves and for the next generation of mothers. Thanks again, Allie. Thanks for having me. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.